Oh yes, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans. Today we are talking about one of the most frequently requested movies we've ever had on this show, and by that I mean at least two tweets. And uh, I feel ashamed of myself that we haven't covered this yet. So buckle in, let's pretend it's Detroit and it's the post-apocalyptic world that feels like we're living in right now. Because, dead or alive, you're coming with me to cover RoboCop 2. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. I just had to go the whole way. Yeah, you went you went straight from being the RoboCop to being in a band, maybe? RoboCop was, yeah, in I, a band? RoboCop auditioning for Bleecker Street. Yeah. All right, we've already had that one guy turn our podcast off, so... Here good, we are. Good. I'm done with that guy. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome to Guilty Movie Pleasures. I'm your host, Ben Begley. And with me, as always, Jesse McIntosh. Yeah, we're back. Two weeks in a row. <sighs> don't get don't get comfortable. We may. We like to keep you on your toes. <laughs> Just here at we, GMP. We drop our Guilty Movie Pleasure episodes like uh, like modern day musicians drop their uh, their new full albums. Yeah, we're like the... We're ro- just far less talented. We're like the Ross and Rachel... Where we're like, will they or won't they? You know what I mean? <laughs> will they or won't will they? Will they or won't they do a show? Yeah. We will today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, or won't we? We don't know. Or, or we're like uh, Ryan Reynolds and Anna Ferris in Waiting. Will they, won't they? Yeah. They, they won't. They won't. They won't, remember? Call back to our other episode. So, uh, hey, we've had this requested at least two to five times. Will was one of them. Uh, God, I got to shout out the people that should. We got to figure it out because I'd like <laughs> to actually shout out our fans and I always mean to and yeah. then I forget like yeah. a jerk. But uh, RoboCop 2 is a movie that I honestly, for the longest time, thought had been covered on the show prior to me being here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out it hasn't. So today's the day. Today is the day. We're doing it. Today is the day. Your move, creep. Yeah. Was that directed at me? Uh, no. I mean, just oh. it, just creeps in general. In general. You know, just, it's your move. Uh, <laughs> it, the, the funny thing is, so there's a little bit of, uh, before we get into, because you've never seen this or the first RoboCop. No. Okay. Uh, I was a RoboCop virgin. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. So uh, I have a little bit of like a, uh, I have a, a huge affinity for the first film for several reasons. It's A, a fantastic movie. Uh, it's one of my favorite science fiction films, and it has a lot of ton. It has a, a lot of ton of a lot of ton. A, of, a lot of ton of a ton of. We're great. on our A game today, guys. <laughs> it's of, two weeks in a row, and here we are. Yep, hey, we're just you know what? you can tell we are a well oiled machine by yeah, now. Absolutely. And uh, I just want to say to the anonymous anonymous <laughs> anonymous tweeter out there, yep. who, <laughs> yep. If you know what I'm trolling, uh, <laughs> that was a fun little little sidebar there. Anyways, uh, we practice that. Before. Our president can't pronounce anonymous. Anyways, um, so Robocop, the first one, I remember when I was a kid, my parents refused to let me see this movie because they went to Video Time, our local video store, when I was growing up, and they went and asked for the newest uh, comedy release. And since Robocop's a satire, and he was probably like the 80s equivalent of like a Quentin Tarantino like movie snob guy at this Akron, Ohio video store. He's like, oh, RoboCop, check this out. It's a satire. My parents are like, oh, okay. And my parents don't deal well with violence Mm. at all. And so when Alex Murphy, you haven't seen it, but when Alex Murphy gets straight up brutally murdered in the first 10 minutes of it, it's graphic for today's standards. Um, my parents shut it off, took the VHS. I don't think they were kind and rewound that thing. No. no. I think they just let it be where it was. They wanted extreme spoilers for whoever rented that video next. <laughs> so they took it back. And they were pissed. They were yelling at the guy. They were like, this isn't a comedy. This is horrible. And um, ever since then, they would be like, you're not allowed to see RoboCop. Because I remember as a kid, they made a RoboCop cartoon and then they had, like, trailers for it on whenever it was going to air on TV, which would have been heavily neutered in the violence. Like, it would have been super censored. But they still were like, no. Fast forward to now, when it came out on Blu-ray and, like, a 4K remaster, I asked for it for my birthday. And my dad, when I was, like, 34 at the time, was still like, I'm still your father, and I won't buy that for you. I'm like, Jesus! It's been so long! Listen, they still refuse to watch it and refuse to be okay with the fact that I love it. If if you can't stand for something, you you can't stand for anything. If you can't stand, if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for everything. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you if you stand uh-huh. when you first wake up, mm-hmm. blood rushes to your head. Yeah, these are all things that people say. If you stand every day. too long, mm-hmm. your knees will fall for anything. If uh, if you keep them locked, if you continue doing this. People will tune out. I think, <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's a good one. I think that's the main yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, I think that's the main one. Yeah. So uh, I, I saw RoboCop and I loved it. And I remember seeing RoboCop 2 shortly after that, um, way after the movie came out, though. I mean, this came out in 1990. Nine, 1990. So I'd been eight years old. There's no way I saw this when I was eight. I saw it closer to like 13. And <laughs> you're just like nine and a half. Nine. <laughs> I saw it when I was eight and three quarters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Remember I remember you, I had my juice box. Remember when you were a kid and you did that? Can yeah. you imagine if now I was like, hey, I'm 36 and three quarters. People would be like, what? What? What is wrong with you? It's like to be specific. It's like to be, yeah, like yeah. to be as generally specific, not like yeah. 36 <laughs> and nine months. I do it by the quarter of the year. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, I remember watching RoboCop 2. The first one's a near perfect science fiction film for me. And the second one is, I was telling you this, how the first one's a satire but the second one's almost a parody of the first one hmm. because it ups the comedy a ton. It ups the ridiculousness. Um, but I genuinely love RoboCop 2 still, even though it's completely absurd. And I remember watching it like five years ago and thinking that the stop motion battle looked really silly. And then this time around being actually really impressed with what they were able to do with such limited technology, even though it looked like a robot chicken episode with two toys fighting. Yes. I was still really impressed by the stop motion. I have a really hard time putting that sort of thing in the context of when it was made. I, I loved it, though. And it looks goofy. Would you rather have that or crappy early CGI that looks... I mean, you're probably right. but like, Awful. Yeah, you're like, probably think about, right. Think about when the screen comes out and it's like a weird Max Hedrom, like, CGI face of Kane. I laughed at all of these things. That's worse than the stop motion fight. I laughed out loud at all of these but things. But it's still so good. And it's, you know, it is what it is. Like, I'm the, sure it was state of the art for when they did it. Yeah. But just like watching it now, I was like, oof. The RoboCop 2 design and when it's on its own looks cool. Yeah. I, I will admit when it's fighting RoboCop, there are a ton of times that it looks legit like a RoboCop action figure loosely being flung around. Yeah, I mean, the problem that they box themselves into is that RoboCop is like a human being in a RoboCop costume, yeah. and then the RoboCop 2 is not. Yeah. And it just looks next to the human in a costume yeah. like it's f- incredibly fake. I will say that it ages much better than the end of Mortal Kombat Annihilation, which came out years later, uh-huh. where Liu Kang and Shao Kahn do their, uh, not bestiality, that's a different thing, where they do their animality, <laughs> which is their fatality, where they turn into animals in the games. Uh-huh. And he turns into a dragon, and I think... Shao Kahn's a Gorgon or something, and they fight, and it looks awful. Like, this looks better than that. Yeah. So it ages moderately well. It might age better than The Shape of Water, which does end with bestiality. Give <laughs> 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 me wheels. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so uh, there are... I don't even know if there's problems. I don't really have problems with this movie. I just think there's ridiculous stuff in it. Mm. But the ridiculous stuff I love. So to me, this is a guilty movie pleasure. The third RoboCop is just like, it's rough. It's it's more guilty than pleasure. But this one for me is a pure fun ride where I just was laughing my ass off the whole time. And I love all the fake commercials, which we're going to show you a couple. So podcast listeners, get stoked. Uh, anyways, Jesse, what do you think of it? Since do you, How much about... RoboCop in general, did you know? Like, Nothing. I knew... You'd never seen the cartoon growing up? I or there was a live-action TV show? I was aware of all of these things. I couldn't even tell you that I knew the tone, because watching this movie, I was like, this doesn't feel like what I thought RoboCop was. <laughs> yeah. And I think part of it has to do with the Joel Kinman um, reboot yeah, of it. Yeah. Which, did you see that one? No, but I saw the trailer, and it looked like a sort of dark action movie yeah yeah actually and you know a lot of people crap on the reboot um 
I'm still wheezy from that laugh. Uh, but I actually thought the reboot did something. I thought uh, Joel Kinnaman was really great as a lead as Alex Murphy. And I thought that they did some cool stuff with it where they tried to make him more human at first and it backfired. So they pulled back his humanity, which uh-huh. I thought was really cool. But they really shortchanged the bad guy. There wasn't a Clarence Boddicker character, which you have no idea what I'm talking no, about. No, but, but you need the, one of those. You need. A, I mean, Clarence Boddicker is one of the best villains ever, and uh, and Michael Keaton's too charming to be this smarmy executive that ends up getting blasted in the end because he doesn't deserve it as much as the guy in the original RoboCop. But yeah. all of this makes no sense because you haven't seen it. It's right. A, okay, but but so what do you think of RoboCop two? Having known nothing, it had to be kind of jarring at first. Yeah, it, was, it took. There was probably like a twenty to twenty five minute adjustment period. Where I need I was, to start warning you. Where I I think it's fine, but I was just like, okay, this uh, this isn't an this felt. I told you before we started. This felt to me like a kids movie. And I under like understanding that it's extremely violent at mm-hmm. points. It felt a lot more Dick Tracy than uh, I could see that. Then if you've seen if you watch the first one, it's not yeah. Then then like the dark action movie that I thought, or like even just like a Minority Report type movie, mm-hmm. which is sort of like the vibe that I was feeling yeah. going into it. Because the first one has moments of satirical humor, but this one is winking at itself a lot, which I actually kind of love about it because I feel like you can't recreate just the brilliance of the first movie. There's a lot more um, overt Nazi symbolism in this one with uh, with OCP's flag being almost identical yeah. to the Nazis. Yeah. And the, uh, the OCP uh, private police are in basically SS uniforms at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but then the third one, I started watching that and I couldn't get through it. But they're actually like full on, basically privatized SS troops in the beginning of the third one. And you're like, oh, oh, wow, man, they're just hitting this over the head. Yeah, I I also felt like they had just a little bit of an identity crisis, mm-hmm. um, trying to figure out what story they wanted to tell. Because there's a little bit of what you were just talking about of is Robocop like I don't know they they spread it out over the course of the movie, so I guess they wanted this a lot. But they didn't really like. I don't know. I didn't feel like it was so important to the mm-hmm. film. But is RoboCop human or is he a robot? Well, the first they one focuses started, a ton on that. Yeah, yeah, and they started with that. Mm-hmm. They really laid it on heavy. Um, and then the rest of it is just like privatized government. And like, yeah, you're right. They do bring up like his wife in the beginning from the first. Yeah, and and, and make that seem like it's going to be a big thread. But then it's almost like they, if, and then how the movie ends, which will get to mm-hmm. it's almost as if he's now become more human by the end is the theme sort of i think that's what they want yeah it's it's a lot there's a lot going on in this movie is it robocop versus kane is it about nuke is it about robocop 2 being built is it about the privatization it's about all those things yeah and maybe i wish they would have pared it down just a little bit um because i it felt like they got confused as to what story they wanted to tell i think so the first one is much more simple yeah it's just his origin story and then going after the guy and the corporation who did this to him you know and 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 the kind of corruption in it it's more focused yeah i mean it's simple enough just to create a like now that this is successful create a second generation of robots that are violent and don't work. And maybe you don't need half the movie to get to, because they built up Kane so much that when he gets killed, it's almost like, it feels like you're almost in act three at that point. Yeah. It's also really, really hard for me to like, I don't work in government, Mm -hmm. but no, no, I mean, not anymore. (laughs) Not since the incident. You guys know, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but to I, I don't I don't know that just so overtly mm-hmm. um a local government can be bought by a corporation like they can usually those sorts of things are done with donations and like done under the table that, yeah. but if you if you like one time default on a loan for a privatized uh police force you don't all of a sudden turn the keys to the city over to this company, and wouldn't the federal government just be like, "Well, no, 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 we will give you the money, Detroit." We're kind of operating in a in a um, a dystopian future where you know things have escalated to where I think this is happening uh, in in multiple places in the United States, and I and I think what's crazy is that this came out in 1990, and its themes, yeah, how silly they are. Yeah. 
it, it how silly they're um, executed, I should say, couldn't be more relevant than right now. A lot, like, a lot of relevant a things. Ton of relevant yeah. stuff, and like, in fact, let's just pull the one clip just while we're talking about it because I labeled the clip politics with an exclamation point. Can we do clip number six? Because this just shows how like this is 1990, and it sounds like something we could be talking about right now. Number six, Steve. How? Oh, f- oh, I almost swore too. I almost wasted my one f bomb. Get out of the studio. Man. Get out of the studio. Nobody elected you. Anyone can buy OCP stock and own a piece of our city. What could be more democratic than that? Well, let me tell you, there are a lot of people in this town that can't afford to buy your stock, and they're not gonna let you get away with this. You haven't been following the polls. Um, what, did someone run a poll of mayor versus corporation? Like, what poll is he referring to? But there is a ton of stuff about like the wealthy elite, basically just yeah, of course, how controlling gonna, government officials. and the whole yeah. the whole thing about building up this utopian Detroit and basically shoving poor minorities out of their homes and like the majority of the people at that conference at the end are all like old white people and there's just there's a ton of stuff going on. That feels akin to what is being explored in the Purge series. Uh, even even like Sorry to Bother You yeah. did a little bit of yeah. like the the live on this live on this property and you'll like you have a job working here and you'll get food yeah. and like it's basically a jail. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. So like it just goes to show you that these issues have existed for decades, if not hundreds of years, hundreds and hundreds of years, uh-huh. and yet we still keep exploring them because they they might get. On the surface, I would never even say fixed. They might get on the surface, dusted off, sure. and like, oh, this looks better. But really, th- things haven't progressed that much. Yeah, and you know what really hasn't progressed that much is this, like one of the worst mayors of all time. He's pretty terrible. He's, he's pretty terrible. He's awful. <laughs> he also looks like he borrowed his dad's suit, and it doesn't fit him well. And he cannot control his emotions. No. Let me <laughs> let me just say that about him. He. He signed papers on a loan that that said if you miss one payment, you owe us really the entire yeah, sum just, of this. Um, just bad decision. And then and then when faced with the decision of should we go with the corporation or should we go with the drug dealers, he went with the drug dealers, which was like instantly. Yeah, no advisor would have told him to do that, but he unilaterally was just like, we're going drug dealers. It's run by a kid. What could go wrong? <laughs> they can't be all bad if they have a kid running like, it, right? It, what an yeah. absolutely insane decision to yeah, make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, maybe that's why the polls aren't going in his favor. I mean, check the polls, dude. Yeah, just learn your audience a little bit. Yeah. So before we get too much further into this, let's do the plot in under three minutes. You ready in the boot there? Steve. Yeah! Nice. I like that little under my breath. Steve. Yeah. Go. All right, so we're introduced to the Magnavolt, uh, the the car that electrocutes your car thief. Then we get this news story that's basically showing how uh, Nuke and all this this new drug epidemic is happening in Detroit, and it's just tearing apart the streets. We see uh, these all these crimes happen to get Nuke, and then these guys robbing this. All the police are on strike, by the way, because they're not the OCP is underpaying them and cutting their benefits. And uh, Robocop shows up to these dudes that are robbing a, a gun store, and they shoot him with a bazooka and a rocket launcher. Nothing kills Robocop. He gets out and wastes them all. Uh, then they go. Uh, he finds where the drug dealers are. He sees Kane. He sees the kid. Can't shoot the kid. He gets shot in the head. His brain gets scrambled a little bit. Don't forget there's a baby there. There's a baby there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a baby there. And him and Lois uh, kill all the drug dealers except the main group that get away. And we find out that OCP wants to privatize the police force with their robots and, and make money off of that instead of having the real cops there and also so they can own Detroit. All right, yes. Um, and so then he goes to stalk his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I guess, brings suit against them. Um, sort of, but it just seems of. like she just wants to talk to and him. And she drops it, yeah, because she's there, and yeah. they try and make sure that he doesn't feel like he's still Alex Murphy, which he clearly does. Yeah. Um, they re- they type a bunch of stuff, and they're like, you say what I want you to say. Um, they reprogram him, and now all of a sudden he's nice guy and a pacifist? Uh, did I skip ahead? Yeah, you did, because okay. he first goes and finds Kane, and then he gets dis- dismantled yeah, yes. by Kane. In the dr- yes. They literally take him apart like a, like a junkyard and leave him... 
on the yeah, then doorstep. they give him back, and yeah, they give him back <laughs> instead of just destroying him. And that's when he's reprogrammed to be a nice guy, and he goes around and he basically stops kids from swearing, shoots around a guy's head for smoking, which is one of my favorite sequences. Yeah. And then, um, then uh, he reads his, the Miranda rights to a corpse. Um, oh God! Uh, uh, oh boy! Uh, then Kane's lair. They go there, and oh, oh, oh. They they go and shoot up the place, and Kane gets killed. We think, and he's on life support. And Doctor Fax goes in and takes and yeah, puts she, him. She wants psycho like psychotic, yeah, psychopaths and uh, criminals and all these people to be the next good idea. to be the next uh, RoboCops because she feels like she can control them by dangling drugs in front of them, <laughs> um, which is proven to be like so effective yeah. in the past. Yeah. Um, but so she does that. She turns Kane into the RoboCop too. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, just shoots up a and bunch no, of people first off he goes he goes to t- oh god okay here goes so yeah. they send out robocop 2 to basically try and assassinate the mayor at this meetup with the other drug dealers where he, right. he's gonna That's give right. the keys to yeah, the yeah. kingdom to the drug dealers instead of the corporations they kill off everybody there the mayor narrowly escapes uh then there's this big ocp presentation about robocop 2 and immediately he brings out the drugs and and robocop 2 goes full junkie rage and then robocop and robocop 2 are fighting each other and then he smashes the brain on the ground and then goes we're only human lois and we're at the end. Boom. Thank you Look for doing that. 95% of that. <laughs> That's okay. I've seen it like 10 times. Uh-huh. This reminded me of the Sega Genesis game, Robocop versus Terminator, which is awesome, by the way. That doing the plot in under three There's minutes. That, that? There's oh. that sound. Also, also based off of the comic. Yes. Yeah, the Frank Miller comic, right? Yep. Before he went completely nuts and only made garbage. Uh, not garbage, just... Yeah, pretty garbage. I mean, we all make garbage. Some of it. I've made tons of garbage. So let's get into this. So can we, do you have the Magnavolt commercial queued up? Because this is our intro to the movie, which should set the tone for you. But if if you're not, if you haven't seen the first one, it might be a little jarring. A little bit. Let's play the Magnavolt commercial. Get ready, podcast listeners. Okay, so we're going through a garage, yep, yep. it looks like. There's a dude coming up. He says, ooh, this car doesn't have... to decide which car. He doesn't have a club on his steering wheel. Game on. Yep. There's somebody in my parking structure that still has a club, and she drives like nice. a like a 1990s Oldsmobile. Good for her. Protect what's yours. Then he's in there. Snap. Oh. Gets fried Gets by the car. Totally electrocuted. <laughs> the final word in auto security. No embarrassing alarm noise. No embarrassing alarm noise. So that guy might be dead. And it won't even run down your battery. <laughs> There's so many good things about that. Magnavolt. No, embar- no embarrassing alarm noise, which is hilarious. Like, I don't know anybody who's like, oh, I'm so Ooh. embarrassed by my car alarm. Ooh. Secondly... I'm sure there's a charred corpse smell now in your car. So yeah. unless it comes with a uh, an instant air freshener. Well, also just the fact that like someone just died in your car. Do you know what I mean? Like people don't buy houses when people die in the houses. Love, I love that it says no need to call the police, but that's setting up the world with the Detroit we live in. In this 1990s version of this dystopian futuristic Detroit is where. It's so messed up that you can your car can murder a car thief and you just leave the body on the street and somebody will come take yeah, care of it. Yeah, I I will also just say that like I would never ever install that in my car in fears at the like point one percent chance that it would malfunction and just think that I was an intruder. Point one percent. How many times have like if my if my remote on my car ba- um my car remote if the battery in my car remote goes out yeah. and I have to open it with the key yeah. the alarm goes like tick 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 until I turn it on. How embarrassing! How embarrassing! Right? But imagine if if you have Magnavolt and you can't turn it in time and then your own car kills yeah, you. Yeah, no, thank you. Nobody's gonna call the police. No, there's not an embarrassing noise. You're just gonna sit there rotting in that car forever yeah because no one has your key no so you actually have to wait for a car thief to come by and to free your dead you. body yeah does it then work again I like is know. it like an airbag i don't or know i i need answers to these questions uh, magnavolt if you're watching please explain the logistics of your uh game-changing car theft yeah. product does it retract so robocop he shows up in this awesome sequence where first off there's this uh Junkie that beats up an old lady, steals her purse, then these prostitutes beat him up and uh-huh. stab his eye out with their heels. Well, so the woman whose purse gets stolen, she's carting a bunch of empty aluminum cans, yeah. but apparently has 
Money. Hundreds, if not yeah. thousands, yeah. of dollars a in her purse. Of money. She just is. She was an environmentalist. Yes, yeah, she was. That's all. She was just very because they set up that environmentalists are crazy in this world in the news clip. So yeah. maybe she was just like, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going to still recycle. I will continue to recycle. The world is burning, but I'll I'll, I'll continue to recycle. The ozone part. layer has been depleted, as we find out. Yeah, it's later gone. on. It's gone. Uh so then, which by the which by the way, how is everybody not getting burnt immediately? It's fine. They should be. They should be. They're, everyone should be in some sort of protective <laughs> what layer. If, what if they had that detail where everyone's just sunburnt the whole movie and we don't find out until the Sunblock 5000 ad? That would have made the ad so much better. You know what? Let's just play that while we're at it. Can we play the Sunblock 5000 and just get that out of the way because it's awesome? Here we go. This is in Beverly Hills, California. The home of the beautiful people. They say 20 seconds in the California sunshine is too much these days. <laughs> ever since you lost the ozone layer. But that was before Sunblock 5000. A.K.A. Avatar makeup. Yeah. Apply a pint to your body. A pint. a pint. A whole pint. And you're good for hours. How many hours? You were very specific about the number of minutes. The best is in the top corner. It says, hold on. It says something like, um, wait for it. Extended use may Sunblock cause cancer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Surgeon General's warning. Frequent, frequent use will cause skin cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, this movie knows what it is, and it just hits the gas for better or worse. And I think it, for me, it's for better because it's ridiculous. Sure. That, so that in a vacuum is great. That in the context of the rest of the movie doesn't make a ton of sense because it's unrelated to anything that we're watching. <laughs> so awesome. It has nothing to do with robotics, which the first one, in fact, does. Okay, so it makes okay. a little more okay. sense. Um, the only thing it has to do with is like sort of painting a picture of where the world is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but if they could have tied it in in one way or another. I mean, I, I would argue that it ties into the whole like environmentalist story in the beginning where it said the nuclear power plant in the Amazon is malfunctioning and the environmentalists are losing their minds over it. Yeah, it's just not... But there's a, a nuclear story, power though. plant yeah. in the Amazon. <laughs> Come on, it's awesome. Anyways. Yeah, it just it isn't part of the story. They yeah. mention it. And it there's a lot of things that aren't part of the story. Yeah. In this. So uh, we got to the hookers uh, with the heart of stone that <laughs> I, I, uh, that shank the guy in the eyeball with their heels. Uh-huh. Then uh, then these dudes are robbing this this store that. I, I, my favorite detail about it is that he's yelling at the owner about, where's the ammo? Where's the bullets? Yet there's a rocket launcher, two, a bazooka and a rocket launcher, just fully loaded, <laughs> sitting there that don't need to be, yeah. you know, there's no safety, nothing. It's just like so. But it's this, not what he wanted. This gun shop owner is very particular about where he locks up the bullets. But I guess he just thinks, and eh, nobody's going to really check uh, nobody, what are they going to do with a rocket launcher? They can't rob me with that. They'll kill themselves, too. Yeah, shout out to the gun shop owner who stayed open during this, like, massive rioting yeah. and looting and all yeah. this. Like, I don't know, lock up, maybe. Yeah, you Just know. close the doors for the day. Or something. Or or, or get some kind of robotic uh, system that would shoot thieves, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. I would just not be there. Yeah, I would just, I would, I would just, I would just be like, you know what? This isn't up. good for me. No, this is a bad place. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we get to nuke, and, and and Robocop wants to find out where it is, and this is when he's lifting the guy by the nose trying to figure it out. Where is it made? <laughs> Come on, man! All I know is where I got it! Yeah. <laughs> I love I mean, that. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, how could you know, he know where it's made? I, I get that way about, um, you know, the... Uh, I'm weirdly obsessed with the bubble gum in the Garbage Pail Kids packages from back in the day. Sure. And Topps trading cards. Yeah. But when you eat it now, it's terrible because it's so old. It's like 30 plus years old. So I'm trying to find where it is. And I saw somebody chewing what I thought was it. And I got a little nuts and I pulled the gum out of their mouth and I started like kind of manhandling them a little bit. And I said, Where is it made? And I said, and then he pointed at a gumball machine. It was Bazooka Joe. Uh, it's, it's a common mistake. They're both pink. A lot of people And do they that. both lose their flavor in 15 seconds. Yeah, you need to buy more trading cards. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, so he goes after the nuke. There's this awesome sequence where he's just black. I, I love how many... I would like to play a drinking game, except except I'd be worried I would get alcohol poisoning by playing how many times Robocop no-look shoots somebody. Sure. Let's go over him. He does this one. He does this one. 
My favorite thing about this is he could have just gone, maybe he's just like stretching out his joints, but the fact that he turns and shoots the guy, this is the gun hand, by the way, and he goes, not even. Ben, are you saying Robocop invented the gun cutter? I think he did. I, you know, I don't want to, we can't prove he didn't invent it. Here's the thing. I, I may have, good call. I may have caught something at the end. It looks like, now this might be completely wrong, but it looks like on the back of his head, Mm -hmm. there's some sort of eyeball or. It's a, it's a screw. It's not an okay. eyeball. All right. So no. Yeah. So then uh, I was I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, <laughs> but I'm I'm wrong. But sometimes it's like he wants like we use our selfie camera. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll use this camera this time. <laughs> He's <laughs> selfie shooting. <laughs> but then there's a baby like we talked about yeah. randomly yeah. in a drug. It's a drug a sweatshop for drugs Come basically. On, yeah. Where there's pretty much all these older Asian women. And then there's a baby there who's just sitting there crying the entire time. No one's attending to this. Like, I get if you're destitute and you're working in a sweatshop for drugs, but find a sitter or something. Yeah, I would. Like, come on. I would. I would. You know what? There's not a safe environment. I would not bring my baby to that environment, regardless of what was going on with the rest of my life. Anything is better. Uh Uh-huh. Anyways, this guy gets the baby. He's like, I'll kill this baby, man. I'll kill this baby. We can't have that. Oh no! And then he's lining up the bullet to the refrigerator door. Did he ricochet? Yeah, he ricochets, yeah, he ricochets, the, ricochets the bullet off the bullet. and blasts the dude. And then That's Lois great. swoops in and saves the baby. It's so awesome. Uh, and then we get introduced to the kid, which reminds you of Dick Tracy, where he's like, "Can't shoot a kid, can you?" Effort. And that's the only reason I didn't pull the sound clip because I didn't want to yeah. make us R-rated because of one sound clip. And then that sets off. Uh, then we go to uh, where. <laughs> They they go and they're they're trying to they're showing videos. Doctor Fax is her name, by the way. Uh-huh. Doctor Fax, mm-hmm. the most overt name yep. for a, for someone who is completely anti-fact. Yes. We might as well have our president president fact. Anyways, it's um, like Interstellar, <laughs> where Matt Damon is Doctor Man. I'm like okay, okay, all, all right. right. Should have been called Doctor Floating Library. <laughs> Steve, you keep rushing us. <laughs> Jesus, all right, okay. Well, here we get so that we're in the second clip, and uh, there's these epic fails where the robots keep shooting themselves and and just they're suicidal let's play clip number two they all go crazy robots with emotional problem <laughs> yeah you don't want that no you don't want robots don't. with emotional problems have you ever asked siri kind of offensive questions or anything like that no, or like i don't I've, i don't use siri i've asked siri like what it, oh god is she listening to me i've asked her like if she wants to take over the world or if she wants to to kill us all and she'll just be like I don't have that many wants and desires. And I'm just like, ugh. Oh, that's not a no. And so it makes me think... They all go crazy. Robots with emotional problems. And I'm telling you, we keep asking all these stupid questions we think are funny to Siri. Eventually, it's going to get stored in some kind of AI database that goes, well, they want me to do this. Yeah. They keep asking for it. Yeah. You know, I have a Roomba, um, one of those vacuums that uh-huh. just goes around. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it stopped moving. And I like I couldn't think of the word immobile, and I was like, it's 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 not in motion. It's in emotion, and it like wouldn't go. I was like, it's it's emotion. I was like, they all go crazy. Robots with emotional problems. Yeah, just I wish it were in motion at this point. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so then Robocop goes. He's gonna find. Um, he's trying to do another junkie, uh, another nuke bust, and he goes to this arcade, and he shows up and. A, already these are all like scummy kids that are like, screw you, coppers. And he busts in the room with this, number three. Isn't this a school day? (laughs) Which is actually how I felt after I went to see Skyscraper Uh in theaters. And it was like after it had been out for a while. It was just me and my father-in-law, because I take him to awesome action movies. And, uh, And then these two teenagers in the back that were relatively quiet, except for during quiet scenes I heard... And it sounds like I was doing a blowjob noise, but yeah. I wasn't. It was actually, they were making out, uh, like, super loud, nice. which a blowjob would be worse. That'd be super, like, even grosser. Yeah. But I turned back, and I'm like, man, these kids are making out on a weekday matinee at 10 a.m., and I just wanted to just be, like, that grumpy old man and turn around and be like... Isn't this a school day? 
I can hear your smacking lips back there. Yeah, all right, I'm, I'm trying, trying to watch skyscraper. I'm trying to watch this cinematic masterpiece. That is a true story. I had to go get tissues and shove them in my ears, so I stopped hearing it. It was driving me insane. Wow! Shout out to those teenagers. Shout out to those teenagers. Good and teenagers. maybe it was also just jealousy because I never made out in a movie theater. You should have put your arm around your father. <laughs> like, well, I went in Rome. What's you know? fun? But I actually went to movies a decent amount with girls in high school, and I always was, like, laser-focused on the movie. Yeah. And I think they were always probably like, what? I thought we came here to make out. This is and I'm like, out, please. I'm like, no, we paid money to see a movie. Yeah, we're here to watch Skyscraper. <laughs> watch Skyscraper. <laughs> I, I also wanted to give yeah. a quick shout-out to yeah. the, the corrupt police officer who... Um, who was in the police station, turned a corner, and then, like, Nukes. shot himself up. Like, just Which apparently leaves no marks. Leaves no marks, and he was just, like, in the police station doing drugs. It's like a modern-day flu shot. Yeah. Just like, beep. Yeah, good for him. It's like a bee sting. Uh, they go into Kane's lair, and we <laughs> I love the details of Kane's lair where he has Elvis's corpse. Yeah. He has Elvis's yeah. skeleton in there. Uh, and then he Robocop sees Kane, and he says, clip number four. You want me? <laughs> Dead or alive? One of us must die. Dead, dead. And I believe the bad guy's Tom Noonan in this, who is also uh, Jack the Ripper in uh, uh-huh. in in Last Action Hero. We watched that. We did. We? Yeah, yeah we he's did. awesome. And uh, so, dead or alive, you're coming with me. That's a callback to the first film. Love this scene where RoboCop wrecks everybody in the beginning. They blow up his car, and, and yeah, he F- he fools them at first. He like pushes the I, car. I in. think they knew because otherwise they would. It would did his body disintegrate upon explosion? I mean, the rest of the car did. Yeah, you're right. You're there's right, just yeah. like the bottom part of the car for some reason. <laughs> Maybe there's like, look for his remains. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they, he fools him at first, and then they've laid a trap for him. Sure. And I love the the old '90s and '80s squibs when everybody's getting blasted, and it's just like giant chunks of like fake blood yeah. flying. Everywhere. That's so much cooler than the the CGI blood nowadays, where you can see it tangibly fall on. And I feel like CGI blood. It's like and then disappears and you're like blood doesn't do that where did it go it's like the nuke it doesn't evaporate my my wife i was watching this she was sitting on the couch just doing other stuff and she looked up and she goes i love early 90s action movies where like when you get shot you jump five feet backwards everybody (laughs) yeah everybody (laughs) i mean i don't know i I have no idea hopefully neither of us ever will you know fingers crossed (laughs) so RoboCop gets dismantled. This the whole section here, though. They're really trying hard to take him apart, and then they finally realize, go for the joints. It's like, wouldn't you start there with a jackhammer? It was like a five minute clip where they're just dinging away at his metal chest. And then the other thing is, why didn't they just? If they got his mask off, why didn't they just shove a jackhammer through his brain instead of leave him still functioning in some degree? I don't know. Either the brain or the heart is where the the motherboard yeah. is, I would suppose, But right? it's like they're just like, ha we just want to mess up his circuits. They'll never be able to put him back together again, even though it's a multi-billion dollar corporation. Yeah. And it was also like, I don't know, it was this part, although it was an extended amount of time and yeah. maybe too long, it was a little like... It looked different than the rest of the movie. It was a cool, like, inventive thing that yeah. they were trying to do, like, from his perspective, show us a little bit of, like, zzz, zzz, zzz. yeah, um, and yeah, I don't know. It like it. It was a cool little breakup of the yeah. flow of the film. I think the next section is hilarious, where he gets so he gets put back together, and they they give him uh, more family friendly protocols. Yes, where he basically is not going to kill anybody. It's all just nice stuff and and correcting people uh, for clip number five. Can we play that? This is this is going to make us explicit, but who cares? Waste makes haste, for time is fleeting. A rolling stone is worth two in the bush. Don't <laughs> fuck a refrigerator, pecker neck. Bad language makes for bad feelings. That's my favorite. Bad language makes for bad feelings. It does. It does. It's true. Is he wrong? I would have I would have loved a full movie of this RoboCop and them trying to figure out how to get him recalibrated. <laughs> It'd be amazing. It would have been a, a more like streamlined it's story. So much I funny think. stuff. Yeah. Because there's the section where there's this little league team robbing a can, an electronics store, all in uniform, all in they, they like just finished a game. Well, and it's because like, all the cops are on strike, so it's lawlessness. I know, you know? but they stopped first yeah. to play the game. <laughs> they played the game first, yeah. Then they robbed the store, yeah. And I love the coach gets shot point blank in the head by Lois, yeah. And like that's somebody's dad, I assume, sure. and none of the kids care. And, well, uh, maybe it wasn't. Maybe I was just a creepy dude maybe, coaching Little League. I mean, he, clearly, yeah. he was not the most moral, upstanding person. Sure. Uh, then 
we we uh, he he finally gets calibrated back. I forget. Oh, he's sitting there in the chair, and he they're basically like, I don't know how we're gonna fix him. And oh, he must overhear subconsciously that if they electrocute him, yeah. it may kill him, but it'll fix him. Yeah. He storms out, rips the lock off, and just full on. Uh, Jason Statham and Crank Two must have taken this from him because he electrocutes himself on the um, the big uh, power. Station there, and, and luckily an officer comes by with a wood plank and just <laughs> they pick rips him, up. him off, and yeah. he's good, and he's fine. So that ten minutes of hilarity, he's good. He's no, back to normal. No ill effects. No. And then uh, he goes and he. This is the big showdown with Kane, where one of my favorite uh, '90s action bloody moments happens, where there's the sniper on the roof, and he blasts the dude through the eye hole of the sniper and shoots the guy in the eyeball. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome '90s super gory nonsense um but then uh this car chase is one of my favorite sequences where kane leaves in this big like kind of reinforced i guess you could call it um, almost like a a truck that would carry money why can't i remember what those are called uh, whatever security like a brinks truck yeah brinks truck yeah and he slams into robocop and there's this great sequence where sometimes yes it looks like a dummy just kind of like loosely glued on to the front of this car um but other times you can see it's a stuntman scraping away against the wall, hanging on in this outfit at top speeds. And yeah. I thought that sequence ages really well. And it's super fun. And then the moment where Robocop falls on the ground and a bunch of the cars launch over him yes. <laughs> was rad. And then the third one he grabs as it's going at least 20 miles an hour or more. Sure. And the dude flies off and he hops on the bike and plays chicken with Kane. And crashes through and puts him into, you know, intensive care. That was another moment where I laughed out loud. When he crashes so into good. the truck and flies into it. So good. I was like, okay. <laughs> it's so amazing. Good thing we're almost done, Steve. I, I feel like Steve's going, hey, hey, stop having fun. Kids. Kids. kids back kids, in line. back in line. <laughs> so anyway. because we're in a new studio today. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, so we get this whole awesome showdown between Kane and RoboCop. Uh, then Dr. Fax instantly is like, ooh, he would be a good... He, he's a megalomaniac. He's a drug addict. He thinks he's God. He even makes references to being Jesus. He's right. got like this David Koresh vibe to him, Charles Manson. But with the instability of being addicted to this toxic substance, substance he's created for all kinds of moods that he goes on like a... Like when you go in the weed shop, he goes into like yeah. nuke for all moods. Yeah, they're all colors. <laughs> You know, Which is helpful. It's almost like going into a put like uh, the old school icy push pops. Yeah, it's good for kids. Yeah, it's good for kids. Mm -hmm. So uh, Doctor Fax scoops him up immediately and programs him in there. And then the first task, they don't even like do a tr like see if it were a test in a lab or anything. They're just like, eh, no. it's probably going to work. Go assassinate the mayor. They're also for some reason don't take his face. No, they, no, they, they, they take, computer program his face. And they take out the. They have this really. Yeah, don't the they like eyes. chop open the the chest in a really graphic way and pull it open? His or head, no? his head, his head. That's right. Yeah. And they pull it off, and then they show the brain, the eyes, and the and the spinal cord. Yeah. And they show from its POV, watching as they're just really rudely holding his decapitated half skull up. Yeah. Like, see, this is where the brain. I don't know what they're saying in that moment. Like, I think that's the what brain it is. is here. And this is where... It's this a science is, lesson. This is where you keep the brain. <laughs> <laughs> so then he gets put into this, and it's this awesome, like, Max Hedrom-style 90s 3D image uh -huh. where he's going nuts for the drugs. And I guess Dr. Fax hides that from OCP, that he's a drug addict and, and needs that, because she's like, uh-uh-uh, you don't get this till you kill the mayor. And so that's yeah why he goes on full... Uh, and he massacres, like... All those drug dealers, a lot of the politicians, yep. kills the kid in the process, R.I.P. Yeah. And Robocop and him have a tender moment, even though that kid's been a real dick to him the like, whole time. Killed a lot of people, caused a lot of destruction. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yes, no child left behind, but maybe we couldn't leave behind that guy. Yeah, he was he's kind of a... He's a rotten apple. He's a rotten apple. So, um... We get into the, the the mayor is hilarious in that sequence where like everybody's getting and the dude that, that was with him that gets shot a bunch of times and then stands back up. Yeah, it's like if you're cool after being shot three times, just stay down. The the other cool thing is the RoboCop two. Like we see his screen yeah. and it's it goes looking for mayor plus witnesses. <laughs> 
Yeah. And he's like, so okay, good. all right, he's going to get rid it's of so good. everyone. He wrecks his girlfriend, too. Yeah. Like, his girlfriend's like, oh, oh, it could take some work. He just snaps her neck. Yeah, picks her up, crushes her skull, yeah. and snaps her neck. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. Just do one or the other. And then the mayor leaves through the sewage system, falls into the river. In, like, a great, like, uh, uh, summer um, water park yeah. ride, it looks like. And then like. when he comes back, the, the next time we see him, he's doing the press conference, completely dry. Yeah. He, yeah, he instantly dried. He took he took time to go get dried off. Yeah, and then we instantly go. I feel like there's something like some deleted scenes or something missing here because pretty much we go from okay, you failed to assassinate the mayor. It's probably a good time to show you off to all our right. benefactors and right. uh, and OCP higher ups, right? This the third act of this movie is bonkers because they instantly introduce it, and then the head guy is like. These drugs, we're going to get them off the street. And then the robot starts trying to go after it. And it's like this Looney Tunes comedy moment. But wouldn't the doctor be like, oh, hey, whatever you do, don't bring Nuke to this presentation. Yeah, maybe also like just aside from the fact that RoboCop 2 wants the nuke, maybe don't bring nuke to a corporate presentation. Like, you don't need that there. What is your problem? You just, you just say, and why did he bring it in the exact same receptacle that the robot takes yeah. and wants? Yeah, I don't know. It's, but, so anyway. So ridiculous. He's, but RoboCop walks in in the beginning of it, after the whole political rant between yeah. that we already played. RoboCop Walks in, has a giant gun with him, but then just sits there to see what happens for like three minutes. Well, because it's disarmed. She has the remote yeah, oh, and that's right. disarms him. And she's like, yeah, that's the best one. She's like, don't worry, he's disarmed. And then just presses the button. And <laughs> says arm. The only thing on the screen is ar- disarmed. And he presses the button and says armed. So and then good. he just starts shooting everyone up. Yeah. And Robocop sits there for a good amount of time before he acts. And then he blasts the RoboCop 2, and RoboCop blasts him back. And then the only thing that this old white dude is worried about is clip number seven. Behave yourself! (laughs) I sort of feel like today, Steve in the booth has just been, like, watching us, listening to us, and just screaming in his head. Behave yourself! (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. I'm pretty sure every time I yell unnecessarily, and there's a show recording next door on either side, they're just like... But they're more respectful than me, so they're like, hey, Ben, behave yourself. Yeah, if you had been watching me while I was trying to fix my Roomba, um, (laughs) you might have overheard me saying... Behave yourselves! So, there's so much awesome stuff in this. They have an elevator battle where RoboCop shoots the wire and and, and RoboCop 2 falls down, and then, like, spider monkeys up it, and they slam out of the roof of the building, Mm -hmm. crash down on the streets, they brawl out there some... But the best part is when RoboCop just saunters off from the fight forever yeah. to go get the nuke. But we don't know why, because all we see is in its awesome carnage, but really irresponsible of RoboCop. Because sure. he, he, RoboCop 2 is just blasting civilians, cop cars, an ambulance that shows. Just an, it's like when we, did, we watched Superman 4, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 where, yeah, where the nu- nuclear man is just destroying stuff and Superman just standing there like, wait, don't do that. RoboCop leaves only to give the nuke to Lois then. Yeah. And then his big, this whole elaborate plan was just to get on top of the truck behind and jump on the back of RoboCop 2. Yeah. It's like, wasn't there, maybe when he was distracted, murdering everyone in sight, you could have just done that. Yeah. Well... Also, he could have probably just asked someone else, hey, can you go get that nuke? <laughs> Lois, go get the nuke. I'm going to fight. You go get the nuke. Why didn't he? He walks really slow. We've established RoboCop can't run. Yeah. So just, Lois, go get the nuke. I'll keep saving civilians. What he's great at is taking bullets. What he's not great at is moving quickly. <laughs> so maybe just switch <laughs> responsibilities and why is here. everyone still hanging out? Clearly, this is a war zone. Like Because they are there to see the Little League game. <laughs> They're like, there's another one Wait. coming up at five. And, <laughs> and then what about how Lois, after like several people have been shot, several things exploded, Lois finally goes and there's just an armored tank car there, like yeah. a, a suburban assault vehicle. And it's like, no one's used this yet? Well, the problem was it was parked in a compact car space. Yep. And, and they, and were they like, had to wait till the other things got blown yeah. up because yeah. she didn't want to dent the car. That's so right. once they were blown up, it didn't matter. That's exactly right. She, and I love, again, she smashes into it and they're like... Done. Yeah, she like walks away. <laughs> and She's everybody, like perfect. The, the news reporters come back. They're like, well, good thing that's over. Oh, no. More chaos. Yeah. Again, until the nuke comes out. 
And then, Jesse, I'll let you explain it because you loved this moment. I had a freak out moment when I was watching it. <laughs> when, when he reaches in. You didn't think we were going to cover the whole movie, did you, Steve? He takes the brain, Robocop takes the brain with the spinal cord <laughs> out of Robocop 2. And then it's already out of him. For some reason, smashes it on the ground and brain splatters and then everywhere. Punches the spinal cord just to be sure. Yeah, it was. <laughs> As unnecessary, I mean, or as awesome well, as possible. So we just spent a bunch of time saying how they quit early on it. So maybe he was just like, "All right, I've seen him come back yeah. from a few things. Yeah. Let me grab the brain. Let me smash the brain. He just picks the eyeballs it. up, eats them, yeah. just in case. All right, we're good. <laughs> I do want to play these last two sound clips because this is what they're saying during all the chaos. The head executives of OCP. This could look bad for OCP, Johnson. Scramble the best spin team we have. <laughs> I feel like that's our administration after every tweet from our president. They're like, ah, this is going to look bad for us. Well, I guess not. I do you, guess, do uh, you need more than one spin team? You didn't just like, hey, grab the spin team. Apparently. And this movie ends with, after all this chaos, all this destruction, the OCP higher-ups are getting away with it and walking off and getting in their limo scot-free. This is RoboCop's line. Patience, Lois. We're only human. And then the most cartoonish screwing in yeah. of any... It's, it's a, it sounds like something from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> oh, I love this movie so much. Oh, we're running out of time here, folks. I've had a blast talking about RoboCop 2. I would love to hear... Other than the first one, obviously, because the first one's a masterpiece. What's your favorite RoboCop movie? Do you like the TV series? Hit us back on that. And also, start telling us what Halloween movies you'd like to see, because we want to have four in a row for the month of October, unless there's five Tuesdays. I don't know. I haven't looked. We do it on Wednesdays. But Wednesdays. Yeah. Oh, my God. What day is it? Jesse, until next time, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse, and for the sketch at The Problem Losers. <laughs> I do my own podcast on Tuesdays, just by myself in my closet. Nice. And you can find me at the Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram, and you can also find our horror short there's one inside the house follow at night prowler video on twitter and instagram we have our la uh, west coast premiere on october 6th all kinds of other info on there so check it out it's gonna be awesome until next time what is your guilty movie pleasure from producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil Svitek, and the entire popcorn talk network we would like to thank you for tuning in for questions or comments be sure to visit popcorntalk.com i'm sir richard wentworth and this has been a presentation of the popcorn talk network Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.